Today we're watching Frenemies. A movie about... I, I don't know what the fuck this movie's about. Here on Dizzy Channel Original Friendship. <laughs> that glass made a funny clinking it noise. It did. It's because it's filled with cider. Yeah. Cider is the frenemy of beer. Very I nice. I decided that prior to this. It's episode. really good. I thought it was Thank very you. clever. Thank you. So, so frenemies. <laughs> frenemies, yeah. The movie that we decided... As, as I was driving around today, that we were going to do. Well, originally we were going to do The Descendants, but it is no longer available on Netflix. No. Oh, which was disappointing. I guess I will, I will have to miss out on that cinematic tour de force for a while. Ugh. Until next movie. time, Descendants. Hey, hey, maybe it's better the second time. You never know. It's we, not. We fu- okay, cool. <laughs> You're like, I've watched it six times. I know. Uh, so we're not actually talking about the descents. We're talking about frenemies. Frenemies, neither of us have seen. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. There's not really much we can share because we know that the Zendaya and Bella Thorne from what was the show that they were on? Shake it up. Shake it up. And was that Disney or was that Nickelodeon? That's Disney. I figured as much since they're in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the logic would make me assume that. So yeah, we're watching that, and they're they're like the stars of it, but. From the very short, like, one-sentence bio on IMDb, it's what happens when three sets of friends become enemies. Uh. So I, from what I observed, and I could be wrong, this is a movie of three vignettes. Do they connect at all, or are they just, like, three completely separate stories? I have no idea. Let's find out together! Yay! Um, I'm, I'm trying to... Now, Anthony just totally distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of frenemies... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like me and you should get in a fight during this movie and then become friends again at the conclusion of the film. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's a theme. It's a theme. Yeah. Of a sort. We do have that. I don't really know what I'm going to be mad at you about, but know. I'll think of something. Maybe I or you could be the mad at me. No. Maybe you got me the wrong wings. Those wings look amazing. There's just a table of chicken wings. Yeah. They're going to be so good. We're drinking cider, we're having wings, and we're going to watch Boneless chicken wings. The frenemy of boned chicken wings. Yeah. And then he's just shaking his head at me. It makes me feel so unloved in this house. I I liked it. I liked it. I didn't realize how much we fought until I listened to the last podcast. Oh my god, it was amazing. I also was like, could we have cut out like three of me leaving the house? Like door slams? No. You needed that many? Okay. Comedy, comedy in three. It's comedy gold. Uh, so what else? There's, it's, th- it's, it's a recent movie. Um, 2012, I believe. Yeah, I think you're correct on that. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it is 2012. Uh, yeah, it's 2012. It was right there. Look at me. And it also stars Nick Robinson, who's from Seattle and was in Kings of Summer. Congratulations, Nick. Congratulations, Nick. You made a Disney movie. And that's a big deal, because I haven't made a Disney movie. I have in my mind. Oh, I mean... Oh, we're talking about in our mind? <laughs> yeah, in our mind. Oh, I yeah. I think I have, like, a series. Um, I think I at least have four. So I have, like, the Halloween Town of movies in my head. The Halloween Town of movies. <laughs> Halloween Town. The frenemy of... Halloween? <laughs> Christmas Town? Of, of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, no. Of Debbie Reynolds' career, oh. <laughs> of Kimberly Mitchell's career, because oh, yeah. she got recast by Sarah Paxton. I wonder how did that? How did those two names just like? Yep, 
those are things that I know. Well, and I... In the backlogs of my... Sarah Paxton from Aquamarine. Aquamarine was what I was thinking. And I was about to say 13th year. I'm like, no, not right. And isn't she in another Disney Channel original movie? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. That sounds um, like something she'd do. And Kimberly Mitchell... Was that her name? Yeah, I think wow. that, I think it was Kimberly Mitchell of Quince, Quince. and Halloween Town, and there's something else I feel like she was in, but I might be. I thinking. really enjoyed her, and it was sad that they recast her, but I also she think was that, also thirty though. Yeah, she was looking. She was looking her age, so it was time for her to go. <laughs> she was looking her age. Well, that's what happens with Disney Channel. And that's what happens in life. Once you start looking close to your age, because they do, they'll cast, they'll keep putting you in movies and um, until you look too old, and then you'll start playing moms. I think the behold t- my future. Yeah, I got called ma'am a lot last week. It was just, it was sort of the cherry on the like crappy Sunday that was that week. Uh, her, it's a term of respect. I was wrong. Her name is Kimberly J. Brown. I was very close though. But her name is Kimberly. And she was in Quince, and she was in all the Halloween towns, and... She was also in Bug's Life, and she was also in Guiding Light, and in Be Cool. And she she apparently was in Halloween... Yeah, she was in Halloween High, but it was not... What was the one? Return to Halloween Town. Return to Halloween Town. She's also in Two of a Kind, which was a Mary-Kate and Ashley TV show. These are not things wow. that anyone needs to know. Oh, Tumbleweeds. That was the thing I was really trying to think of. It's a... Uh, Tumbleweeds is a movie uh, about a mother and a daughter, and she is in that. Is it a Disney Channel movie? No, no, no. It's like, it's depressing. It's oh. a really depressing movie, as I recall. Or, well, I mean, it's not really depressing. It's just, um, it's frustrating, and it's coming of age, and things happen, and life is hard, and people are poor. That's about it. And there's tumbleweeds, I assume. I think there, it's like, because they, go, if there are I think no they tumbleweeds. drive around a lot, and so I think it's Oh, that. I think I know what you mean. They're like tumbleweeds, and so it's like they're, they're the metaphoric tumbleweed rolling through town. How did we get to this point? Kimberly J. Brown. Okay, Kimberly J. Brown, we really respect your acting career. It, and also, I wanted to say that um, I don't think that Bella Thorne does Disney Channel movies anymore. I think she's also aged out, but I think she aged out by choice. Yeah, because she was on that show uh, Scream, MTV's revamp of Scream. But only the first Yeah, because she was the episode. Drew Barrymore. She was the Drew Barrymore of it, but much, much douchier. She seems like she, she seems like she has resting bitch face now. That seems hmm. like a thing. Um, she, I, I actually saw her on, in a movie uh, with Mae Whitman called... Uh, the Duff? The Duff, yeah. I haven't seen The Duff it's, yet. I but. actually liked The Duff. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was an interesting idea on stereotypes. Uh, but she, she plays a stereotype of a really bitchy popular girl very well. <laughs> Makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. you wonder. I mean, it's it's like Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper plays a douche pretty well. So you think, like, he's probably kind of a tool. I think he's probably a really nice guy. I think he's a nice guy, but I think he can be have tool-like tendencies. Probably when he drinks. <laughs> but, I mean, he does seem nice. Like, if you watch What Hot American Summer, like, the documentary behind it, which, What Hot American Summer, my favorite film, like, of all time. And there's a documentary about it, and he's adorable because he literally had, like, graduated from college and gone to that movie. It was like, oh, wow. And it's like him and Amy Poehler and like Gee, Paul Rudd. Fellas. It basically is what I want my life to be is just that documentary. So that happened for me. It's my birthday soon. It's my birthday soon. So please make What Hot American Summer a reality for me. Thank you. And email us at singleadair at gmail.com. <laughs> 
or singingadare at gmail.com because if that happens, I will be singing. So without further ado, I mean, honestly, this is, I just really want to eat these, uh, these uh, chicken wings that are s- sitting in front of me. Oh, yeah. But without further ado, I think we should start watching this, this lovely film and see what happens. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Hey. And we're back. Uh, you sounded so professional there. Thank you. That break was brought to you by Anthony, who goes back and forth between the TV and the library to push recording equipment on for us. Well, technically, it's a library. I know. I know you were saying that, but I just really, in my heart of hearts, couldn't say it. Notice how I don't say library or tamari. Like like soy sauce? Oh, (laughs) Simpsons did it. Yep. So that was a movie. I it's funny because I don't have an extreme amount of disdain for it like I did for Camp Rock too, but I'm not like oh my god that was amazing like Xenon. So it's just like it's just my my resounding like noise is. Well, that was <laughs> resounding noise actually. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, like, it was good, but I don't know. The last one was so parent trappy that I started falling asleep. <laughs> well, it wasn't parent trappy. It was Princess and the Popper, which... It was kind of parent trappy, too, except they weren't related. They were not. It, it made me think of this song, and I'm going to play this song. Is it from Barbie's Princess and the Popper? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. I love that that's the thing that she was thinking of. All right, guys, here we go. I'm just like you. What? You're just like me. There's somewhere else we This whole song isn't going to play in the podcast, is it? Somewhere that's ours. Somewhere the dreams come true. Yes, I am a girl like you. Uh, really, you could just listen to that song and not see the movie, and you got it. You, you've got what's, what's going on. No, so... Frenemies. Let's talk about frenemies. Frenemies. Um, frenemies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Frenemies is three movies. Not one, not two, but three movies. Uh, all about friendships that take a turn and then ultimately are good. Uh, so I'll just, I'm going to put them into the, the three. The first one is a boy. And his dog. And his dog. Yeah. Um, it's deep. And then the second is the narrators of the movie. And the people that kind of flow, they all flow into each other's lives because they all go to the same high school. But the other, the uh, second one is the these girls, Hallie and Avalon, because that's a name apparently. Avalon. Avalon. Uh, so Hallie and Avalon have like a web magazine, a webzine, a teen webzine. And so it's about them getting this big deal, but they ha- they only one of them could be the editor. And so they're going to fight about it. And then the third one was Emma and Savannah, who one is this cool, sporty, artistic skater chick and a soul skater. A soul skater. Yeah, she's a soul skater. And the other is this very poorly accented British girl who lives in this town as well and rides horses. And goes to a private school. And has a butler named Pemberley. Good lord, I love Pemberley, though. He was great. I like him. Pemberley's not stupid. So, that being said, <laughs> those stupid. are the three movies, or the three mini-movies in the movie, and they kind of go through each other's storylines. And But, yeah, so that's 
that's the main premise of it is that friendships have layers and you fight with your friends so that so that being said let's focus on the first movie which was uh the dog and his boy um which was i think maya's probably least favorite just on the fact that there was a lot of fart humor in it it was not funny i thought it was disgusting you're like that's gross and the girl was very transparent um the mom was really like randomly aware of things which was different but kind of disney cool though Disney cool, where she's like... Disney cool, mom. It's like, I'll pick out the paint uh, that the dog chooses, but also, I'm not so sure about a lot of your life choices, kid. But I'm glad you make your mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, I also, I think I wrote about this, uh, it's absentee parents strike again, where these kids, like, in the second movie, they go off to New York for a day. Where are their adults? I'm pretty sure that this movie takes place in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure it does, too. It yeah, seemed that way. They had, like, a map with little dots on it in the second story. Yeah, and you I said, think oh, there's the, the Jersey Shore. Yeah, the dots were Jersey-ish. And then there was one dot in New York. And they were very clustered together, so I figured that Yeah, they made a few Jersey references, too. So, anywho, so this first movie, the boy is very, very smart, and his best friend is his dog. And then this very pretty girl becomes his science partner because Julianne, Julie, Julianne, uh, uh, because she wants him to help her with his, her science project, as you do, and uh, but she doesn't realize how close he is with his dog and realizes the dog is going to be a problem. So she basically tries to sabotage the dog and the kid's friendship, which I was kind of like. Think of all the energy. She's like diabolical. She's very intelligent about some of this stuff. Yeah, but she's calculating, but. I wanted to be like, imagine if you spent half the energy you're spending trying to sabotage this kid and his dog's friendship and just work on your own project. Like, I feel like your life is going to be easier. I feel like you're doing a lot more work right now. Yeah, and that's and, and, the, and the kid and the guy, he meets Savannah, and Savannah really likes the dog. So you know that Savannah should probably be the person that's with him if this movie took place in the 90s savannah would wear overalls yeah you're you're that's how you can tell that's how you would be able to tell that she was cool yeah but she wears sneakers and uh sparkly sneakers sometimes and and uh skinny jeans she does wear skinny jeans and a helmet because she's safe she wears not only helmet, but the like elbow, elbow pads. pads and knee pads when she skates, which I thought was excessive when she was just skating on the street. Yeah, I think like, when she's doing her skater moves, then yeah. Then it worked, but like she's just skating to school. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because she fell in a bush, and so those Fair. pads so were clearly probably she very is helpful. Quite, she is quite klutzy, apparently. This well, is not the first time she's fallen down. But she's only klutzy when... She's around the boy whose name, interestingly enough, I remember everybody else's name in this movie, but I don't remember yeah. him. Did you notice how I was like tiptoeing around what his name was? Because I couldn't remember. I think it's remember. Nick? It's, it's Jake. Oh, his name's Jake. Jake. His name's Jake. Um, his so one of my favorite quotes in the dog story is yes this is after so there was so uh julianne decides that she wants to separate the boy and his dog and so she sprays her perfume on his award from nasa yeah 
And yeah, he got an award from NASA, second place. I appreciated that it said second place and not first place. Um, it's like, okay, let's keep our, our expectations low. Just, just a little bit lower. But she sprays her perfume on the award and drops it in the, uh, the mail slot mm-hmm. of Jake's house. And Murray, the, the dog, dog, grabs the award and sort of shakes a little bit and then takes it and throws it in the, the toilet. toilet and then flushes the toilet. So, Just as the kid comes in, he's like, ah. and he and was then, really angry. He, he was, was really, really, really angry. He's like, "You're the worst dog ever!" And so Murray runs away, like in that emotional running away scene that you usually see humans do, but it was the dog. a dog. And I, I was just voicing the dog at a certain point. I was like, "I've just got so many feelings. Well, I have no fans. Everything's awful." And then he runs into Savannah, and he goes to Savannah's place. But meanwhile, he runs away, basically. He runs away, basically. And the mom says to Jake, like, this is your best friend. And he says, mom, we were best friends. Now we're enemies. (laughs) This is about your dog, dude. It's just no speech has ever been made with such such indignation towards a dog. It was just, that was a lot. We were I, best I think, friends. I think we just like kind of looked at each other like, is this for, I think I actually had a thoughtful dream and I was like, is this for real? Like, like, we're enemies? Who's been enemies with a dog? I mean, I guess Julianne. I mean, yeah, she really like does not like that dog. She was really against the dog and interestingly enough, if she had just faked it a little bit like tried to be chill then she would not then everything actually probably would have turned out then her, her way. cheating would have paid off so be nice and maybe maybe that will mm-hmm. your your diabolical plan will pay off so i wrote uh in my notes that i love that not cool girl and that was before i knew savannah's name because as far as i could see she was just the not cool girl which is fine um and murray the dog is sweet and Julianne is um, a C-word. And so eventually Jake goes back to school and he's talking to his two nerd friends. And, and he's like, you know, Murray's acting super weird. He tried to flush my NASA award in the toilet and then he ran away. And they're like, dude, he's like your best friend. <laughs> Which, again, that's really weird. It's weird that, like, everyone close to him understands that his best friend is an animal and no one's saying a thing about that. No one's like, why aren't you best friends with a human? I mean, I mean, like... You why know, are we your best friends? We hang out and follow you everywhere. What more could we do? Like, why won't you what? consider us your best friends? But, um, all of a sudden, Jake realizes... He smelt the award. There's like a weird like flashback kind of thing where he's sniffing the award when he hung it, it out to dry. It wasn't a flashback, but it did happen. No, it was a flash. It was a no, it, it happened when, uh, it happened before the school scene, but it's okay. No, no, no. This is funny because I'm so sure of this. I'm going to show her in just a little bit that scene. But anyway... The nerdy friends <laughs> we'll, are like... We'll keep you updated in the next so, podcast. So, so Jake realizes that it was Julianne all the time who framed Murray. And the friends say, and meanwhile, dude... Oh, go ahead. And meanwhile, Savannah's been saying... I've been following her around and realizing she has little boyfriend... Nerd boyfriends all around the school, so she doesn't have to do any work. Different, different topics. 
or different subjects, yeah, different things, different boyfriends, boyfriend. yeah. yeah. And so the friends say, "Dude, your dog got dog." <laughs> oh God! And my face just kind of went, "What?" I'm writing this down. And she did, and now she's saying it. So, all's well, basically. You find out that Julianne's a jerk. And uh, Savannah's like, here's all your boyfriends. And Savannah is like, you're just jealous because you're such a weirdo. And and, and one thing I I was thinking is that um, Savannah's not really weird. She actually seems excessively normal as a person. She doesn't seem weird at all. Um, and then Murray comes running into the science room. Yeah. Knocks Julianne down and then is like, I'm going to get you. Which nobody seemed to have a problem with a dog attacking a girl. And then urinating on the project. Yeah. And I think. Potty humor. So the lesson of this first vignette is don't trust blondes. Yeah. No. Don't. Don't trust blondes. And what ranking out of, out of, uh. Five NASA certificates, the score being one NASA certificate is awful, and five NASA certificates is amazing. What, how would you rank this first story? I'm going to give this two and a half NASA certificates. Okay. It was extremely predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the girl's awful. She never even really pretended to not be awful. That was the thing, is yeah, that she, she was, was actually yeah. always kind of terrible. Uh, she was just like, you're cute, and I'm cute. I'm saying you're cute. And he's like, oh, okay. I mean, it just seemed really like, what are you doing, dude? Like, she doesn't... <laughs> like, she's really transparent. The dog sees it, so... The dog yeah. sees it. The mom saw it very early on. Yeah. Everybody was like, she's pretty awful, except for the nerd friends who were like, sweet... Because none of us have touched a girl. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right. So, we're two and a half. Two and a half NASA certificates out of five. Yes. And uh, our lesson from that story was don't trust blonde girls. Yeah. All right. So, the second... The second vignette. uh, (laughs) The second uh, movie is about the narrators, who are Hallie, played by Zendaya, and... Avalon played by Bella Thorne and it basically just seems like it's kind of just different versions of them from their TV show from the limited amount of time I've watched that show which is I, like an episode. I've only seen maybe two. Like one's ditzy and one's smart and they both dance a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they have a webzine and Hallie edits and uh, writes and Alan has like edits and does like some fashion stuff and then somehow they're a team they're a team yeah and they're really good friends and they they kind of pop in and they're they do fashion police stuff and they come up with really interesting stories they're obviously a very good team and they are able to uh, get some free publicity uh, out of some clever photography Uh, well there was I was going to say that they showed up in the very first vignette as just some quick, like, fashion police type thing. Yeah, when he tried to dress up for the girl. He was wearing, like, a scarf. And, and she made him and, and she was like, nope, nope. She took off his scarf and tried to make him look cool. And she's like, you're great. They took a picture and walked away. And the friends are like, do you know who that is? Never seen him before in my life. Me either! Was <laughs> the other guy. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> and then we move on. But these best friends, um, they are neighbors. Their mm-hmm. bedrooms are like right across the way. Which would have been creepy if and it was uh, 
different. I liked the way that they had, they called each other and said, like, shades up. I think is what it yeah, was. Yeah, cool. And then they would put their, their shades up, and then they would talk to each other on their phones across the distance. Yeah, it seemed definitely like a good use of, uh, a good use yeah. of cell phone minutes. They res- well, but they respected each other's privacy, which is one thing that I liked. So oh, they didn't oh. have that, that window up. I mean, it's, you know, like a Dawson's Creek. Uh, oh, yeah. Joey and Dawson plan. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of that other movie with, uh, uh, it's a 90s movie. That Drive takes, Me Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. That way of like that saying exactly it was right there. I was no, yeah, I was like, like yeah, the no. Drive Me I was really, in case anyone wondered what the weird noises I was making, my, I, my legs been like bent for an, a solid hour and I just moved it and <laughs> I was really asleep. And so that's why it took me a while to get back on the, uh, the wagging. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, this is, this is my Everest is stretching my leg out. Cause she's all scrunched up on my beautiful, wonderful. I just, couch. I made myself a volcano and it became a nest and it was great. Uh, that's the best. Yeah. It looked really nice. I think I've done something similar yeah, to that. There's a photo on Twitter. You can check it out. Absolutely. I have also used these pillows as blankets. Yeah. Well, I was like, I don't see any blankets and these pillows are kind of flat. So I'm making kind of a blanket fort. It's um, with pillows. So it's with like pillows. a, it's like a hybrid type thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a bill of force. So the two girls, um, Avalon and Hallie, Hallie uh, they get a message from this super awesome, cool New York publishing publishing company, company magazine publishing company. Yeah. And they're like, wow, we need to come up with an outfit to wear. Oh, man. And I feel like, hey, is this a, it should have been announced. Hey, this is an excuse for a fashion, fashion montage. montage. <laughs> Which I have written down. Fashion montage. There was like a space outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the space outfit saw. was definitely. I was like, that's a win. She should wear a space like kind of alien outfit out in public. Definitely. Um, but I mean, even if that happened, it would still have been overshadowed by the actual outfit Hallie chose, which was like a bagpiper slash... Uh, professionally like, Scottish. Yeah, she's professionally <laughs> Scottish. It was like a bagpiper slash uh, like a a caddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. was, she, was the ca- she was like a caddy for a bagpiper. She had the hat. She had the like short kilt. It was like I wow wow yeah it was it was great so basically they find out though that they only one of them is going to be offered the uh, the job to be an editor and like the Highlander yeah it's also Scottish there can be only one yeah done get three movies to talk about instead of one no no, no I just thought that was funny um, anyway yeah no I, I got that you thought it was funny you curled up into a ball laughing at your <laughs> hilarity um anywho <laughs> my my favorite catchphrase so they for a while are okay and they're it's awkward but like it's not clear if either of them's gonna try but then something ha- oh they both re- find out decide this idea of interviewing this this new French singer, uh, which was Haley's idea originally. Yeah, Jean Frank, Jean Frank, Jean Frank. Uh, but they both like kind of collaborate as they do. But then 
they both want to use the story and so that's when like the frenemy action happens and they're both like trying to get into this concert to interview him and there's a little bit of a mess there of how they get it but one of them has a ticket and they kind of keep back and forth stealing this ticket from each other hijinks. to go in yeah there's hij- hijinks ensue Basically, how it ends up is they both end up in this room interviewing this guy, but their bickering makes him so angry that he starts yelling at them, but he is not French. Not at all. And and I actually appreciated the fact that he wasn't French because his French accent... All of their French accents. All, well, the, all, accents, the, accents, all yes, the accents yes. in this movie are awful. They are the worst. They so are he's the like, worst. He's like, all right, guys, stop it. And they're like, wait a minute. I'm Minuten, bitte. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot something. Just pause after this, though, so we can. So, there is one thing that uh, I neglected to mention. Um, the brother of Haley mm-hmm. is in love with his GPS voice. Or the voice of his GPS. Well, I think he just needs some companionship. Um, yes. And they make and a mention of, like, Jayla. all the different languages that he can speak. And, she can speak. Or it's she a woman. can speak. She is, it is a lady. It's a lady, lady GPS. Yeah, yeah. He needs yeah, a J-Lo. Anyway, J-Lo. so, sorry, Avalon goes into the GPS and changes the language. Oh, yeah. So before they get to the concert... Haley and her brother in the car they look at the GPS and it's speaking Urdu <laughs> and they're like why is it speaking Urdu and I also all looked I at the first thing how like, do you know what Urdu yeah, sounds that was like my how thing. do you know what it looks like because like they both just like came to this idea of like it was definitely Urdu and I'm like wow that is not the first language I would have thought up I don't know what Urdu I mean I guess I kind of do. Now we I do. Now I think we movie. could I now I think we could fluently speak and write Urdu after watching this movie. I agree. And I agree. take some directions from an Urdu speaking GPS. Yeah. And I'd be like, "Oh, okay, turn left." Also, well, here's another thing. With a GPS, and I know this cuz I've used my GPS on my iPhone, I don't necessarily need sounds to know which way to turn. Yeah, that's true. Like it says, I mean, usually it's like turn left in 600 feet. And this I'm was like, 2012, okay. it was just a different time. I guess so. It's just so. a different time. It was, diff- it was crazy days. Tomboy type girls didn't wear overalls. Yeah, those were And, those were and kids tragic. knew what Urdu was. I mean, like they could read uh, or they could know recognize it, which is kind of crazy. Anyway. So they collaborate on this story. And listen. They listen to each other. And they, they, and they stop and think about things. They're like, wait a minute. I do some things and you do some things. And together, we're like a great team. This is great. So they write a great story and they bring it to the publisher. Yeah, and she loves it. She loves the story and she's like... But I asked for two stories, and these girls are all like, well, bitch, you get one because we're a fucking team. And if you don't like it, we will take our shit somewhere else, which is actually what I mentioned at the very beginning when we were watching this. I was like, why don't they just say, you know what, we're a team, so take it or leave it? And I probably should have known that that's what they were going to come up with. I really wish they had just sang the song sooner or later from Brink. (laughs) <laughs> Brink was great. 
Mm. Or if they'd sung, uh, if they'd sung anything from the original Camp Rock. This is. This is real. This, this is, is real. Me. This is me. We're exactly <laughs> like, where we're supposed, supposed to, be, to be editing together as a team. That was so great. <laughs> Man. I that just... was so great. Wow. Guys, guys, <laughs> if you're a fan of that amazing song, please email us at singingadare at gmail.com. I should just not drink. Also, no one has emailed at either singleadare at gmail.com or singingadare at gmail.com. And both are real. Both are real email addresses, and Maya I Maya mentioned them. that at the beginning of uh, me getting to her house. She was like, no one's emailed these addresses. I'm like, maybe if it was saying Maya, I don't know. They don't recognize that they are real, and that's that's upsetting Maybe they recognize. They just really don't want to get on this can of worms. Like, yeah, I got it. And it's also a teacup movie. Oh, God. Can of worms will be up, you know, soon. It's happening. Just not sure when. I don't know. Uh, I yeah okay guys awesome no, no one can expect and me to know these no things no one expects this is my podcast <laughs> um, all right so the lesson the of lesson, this one is oh hold on can I can I think of one yes absolutely let me, let me think about this I'll just do a pause so we can edit it out I just chugged <laughs> a cider while we were pausing. So I'm just going to say I'm going to leave a little bit of that pause and then keep that other stuff about chugging that stuff. Um, back to score one for me. My lesson was just friends forever. That's what I wrote. <laughs> no. It's not that good. It wasn't good at all. Oh. The lesson for the second movie is don't try to hire 14-year-olds to be your editor at a magazine. They're children. <laughs> They're not going to make professional decisions. I liked when she said, I thought I was working with grown-ups. I'm like, really? Did you? She wore a golfer uniform, like a, a Scottish golfer uniform to the meeting. Clearly, <laughs> she's, she's, not, she's not doing much. Okay, so the third movie, the final movie, the story, the tale of Savannah and Emma. Which it, basically, guys, if you want to know what happens in this movie, watch Princess and the Popper, preferably the Barbie version, because well, there's Mickey's Prince and the Popper, there's yeah. a traditional Prince and the Popper, yeah, and then and the there's Popper. Barbie I, Princess and the Popper. But see, I'm just saying do Princess and the Popper because it's girls in this one too, so and you're music gonna, and music. Um, so basically, they switch places because one of them, the British one, really wants a dog, and. Uh, but in this, the tie-up things, the, the, I think there's only like three things that really need to be noticed, noted about this movie. One, the tie-in of the end of the Savannah and Jake story. Two, Pemberley. And three, the amazing asides of Hallie and Apollon. I feel like that's all we really need oh to Oh my god! Out. Yeah. That was Okay, amazing. so we'll say, we'll say that to the end, because I think it's a nice tie-in. I am going to go ahead and just read all of my notes, because my notes them. are funny. Uh, I wrote, Savannah is a soul skater, annoying brother, single dad, she's all about safety, space, princess and the pauper, British private school, skater, Public school. Pimberley is not dumb. Holding hands is not like fucking. <laughs> Mic, Mic drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And my only other add-ins is it's nice because 
Savannah finally ends up with Jake because that's like we're kind of seeing throughout the whole That should have been at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. That's how that ends. And then, spoiler, uh, Pemberley's just this hilarious like side butler. I thought of him a lot like Martin. Yes. He was great. Wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking of Martin from The Parent Trap. Yes. 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 Definitely. Um, One of the things that I (laughs) really love. Yes. (laughs) R.I.P. She's so lying. I met your career. I met her career. R.I.P. Lelaine's career. R.I.P. Lelaine's oh. career. It's an LL thing. Lilo, Lilo, Lilo. Lilo. Um, Lilo and Stitch. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. We're not uh, doing second. So I was thinking uh, one of my favorite things with Pimberly is his where he was faking shock. Yeah. That Emma. It's Savannah. Or that Savannah. Because she's like, all right. Because it's when uh, Savannah's boyfriend, um, dish, Douchebag? Is that his name? You're thinking of Emma's boyfriend. Yeah, Emma's boyfriend, Douchebag. What was his? I, douchebag is fine. Yeah. Uh, her, her, Emma's douchebag boyfriend shows up and she's like, all right, Pimberly, here's the deal. I'm not really Emma. And he says, what? And I just cracked up because I was like, no, you really did. What? You were such an adult in that moment and how much you left. Hold on. <laughs> Podcast to go. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we pause. No, let's pause. That's good. All right, so that was a really great part of it. And then the last part is just, it really acknowledges how ridiculous Hallie and Avalon are in that they come in and they basically like speed up plot lines when they're like trying to figure out like, they're like, whoa, we look exactly the same. We're complete strangers and we're definitely not siblings. Like this is kind of creepy. And then, um, so it's like, that's super weird. Uh, but they come in and they speed it all up and they're just like, oh yeah, you guys should do a switcheroo. And there's just a certain point they're where... They're the deus ex machina. Yeah, yeah, the they really are. Or, or they're like a Greek chorus in a very humorous version of Medea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> By very humorous, you mean the complete opposite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they come in and out and there's a great moment between Savannah and Emma where they're like, so do you know them? They're like, nope. And I just love that they're also at the, like, final party. They're just sort of everywhere. And it's just this, to this point that you're like, whoa. Like, they are, they have inserted themselves in the lives. But also, do they even exist? Well, because, um, I don't remember which one, but Emma's like, did you invite them? No, I thought you did. It was both of them because, it was both of them because it was when they were dancing at the party at the very end. And they're like, why, why, why are they here? And but the reason why they're there is because they invited the public school kids. Yeah, they to did. To just show up at this party with a taco truck. Though. With a taco truck, which is great. Which is also like I would invite all of the public school kids for the taco truck. And the rich parents were like, "Oh my, tacos, tacos. are delicious. These are delicious. Let's you eat know, them every Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll have tacos every Tuesday. Every." Tuesday Get tacos. Get it. It is funny. Nudge. 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 Uh, oh. so, so I forgot to ask you, the second the second film 
out of five, one to five webzines, how high would you rate it? The second story, um, I would rate it three webzines. Okay, and the last film, film. <laughs> just go with it. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> sure. I'm just, just trying not to choke. Uh, from one to five mistaken identities, how would you rate it? I would rate it four mistaken identities. Was it mainly because of the hilarious asides of Hallie and Avalon? Yes. And for Pemberley? I think Pemberley and the hilarious asides of Haley and Avalon, I think it was the best one. Yeah, it was just, I think it was at that point making fun of itself, which I am totally down with. It, yeah, no, definitely. They were like, yeah, no, we get it. We get it. We get that, that we needed to release a film and that this is what happened. And that we chose Bella Thorne and Zendaya because they are extremely popular at this time. And here's the thing. They're great. I actually do like, I like both of them. But you're trying to also make a, a Princess in the Popper or Prince in the Popper um, story fly at this point. And you're also supposed to believe that a 14-year-old boy would rather be friends with the dog than, you know, other people. Well, I'm going to say... I mean, his friends were the worst. They were terrible, and I would rather be friends... I would rather be best friends with Murray. I would just... I guess I would just say he was real emotional about that dog in a very angry way, which I've never seen happen. Like, I've never seen someone so emotionally, like, frustrated at a dog. I've never seen anybody that kind of emotionally frustrated at a person. Yeah, it was very... it was... I just sort of felt like he, his like lip, bottom lip was gonna start trembling. He's like, "You're mean." I'm sure you guys can totally picture the face I made. It was great. It was epic. It was. I rated five out of five mistaken identities. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, and then the lesson we learned in the third movie: dance. Okay. <laughs> and because Zendaya and Bella Thorne are dancers. And so, of course, you're going to have a dance at the end. Yeah. It seems very typical. And Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, if you were to name this movie another thing other than the brilliant and aptly named Frenemies, but it was almost too on point, uh, what would you call this movie? You're not my friend anymore. With that voice. Yes, exactly. Particularly with that voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you? Pemberley Knows Best. That is the best title. And actually, I would want Pemberley to do the narration. Yeah, it'd be great. If I, but you never knew it was Pemberley until the very end. And then he winks at the camera. And then like a little fairy goes in front of him and goes, the ding. end. Yeah. And then, floosh, ding. I knew exactly what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Floosh. Floosh. Everyone knows what floosh means. So, Maya, was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah? You would do this again? I would do this again. Maybe a few less chicken wings. A few less chicken wings. Um, But it was... (laughs) I mean, okay. So there were certain things like the actor who played Jake, who was all right... He smiled 
a lot. Yeah, his, his smile seemed to really bother. I think you're just in a bad mood. You just don't appreciate happiness right now. I don't know. I started out in a very happy mood. It's a beautiful day here in Seattle. Yeah, I surprisingly. I enjoyed the sun, and it was like, woo! At six my... this morning, it was not beautiful. That is true. I was, but I was getting my vitamin D. I was enjoying the day, and the, but this kid's smiling. <laughs> You were discussing the other vitamin D. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm editing that out. It doesn't matter. Um, what? Anyway, no, that's going away. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, it was great. It was fantastic. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, our hilarious sides are so troublesome. Anyway, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. You loved the day. You got to see your Anthony. You got to see your Adair. Yes. <laughs> Why the fuck am I calling us that? But yeah. No, it was it was a fantastic day. But this kid's smile just really <laughs> grated on me. you. Yeah, it rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, "What do you have so? What are you so fucking happy about?" <laughs> Fuck you. He's, you know, he's 14. Like you don't, you don't even really happen. You don't even know what's going to happen to you for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy guy. He got a fucking NASA second place thing. Then that's all you're going to be for the rest of your life. Second place. <laughs> okay, so I didn't have that firm a response to anything in this movie. I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, I got that. I think for me, I was, it was an... It was fine. Uh, I it could have been a little less predictable, but hey, we don't come to the Disney Channel original movie arena and expect to be blown away with plot twists. That's so extremely fair. That's extremely fair. That's my that's my my tagline. It's you know. So we're gonna say uh, frenemies. I mean, I'm not not surprised. <laughs> Frenemies. I still don't know what the fuck this movie's about. Yes! Because <laughs> what is... I don't really know what I this mean, movie was about. It was basically like, hey, you know, when you sort of have a itch to bicker with your friend, probably don't. Well, no, it's like, you know what? I guess, you know, when you're friends, you don't always agree on stuff, and I guess that's okay. Which is fair, because you're different humans. Okay. So really, like, the ultimate Fre- lesson... Frenemies, colon, common sense. Yes. <laughs> frenemies. You guys aren't really frenemies. You're friends, and friends don't agree on everything. Therein lies a lesson. Friends don't always agree on everything. Except Adair and I. We agree on everything. Always. That was Frenemies and Cider, Beer's Frenemy. It was produced by Maya Millslow and Adair Rice. Dizzy Channel Original Friendship is a Secret Weapon production. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved, y'all.